life is messy and unpredictable. Being able to find joy in the weeds of life is so important. I'm Beth. And I'm Kim. And we are so glad you've joined us as we figure out how to hold joy in one hand and struggle in the other. Welcome to Joy in the Weeds. And here we are. Hello. We're now recording. <laughs> if you all just knew how many times we start talking and Beth has failed to hit record. Oh, Oy. it's actually not that many times. Maybe two, <laughs> maybe three. It's all good. Um, yeah. So we were, um, the last time we met, it was right before we were going to have our retreat weekend. And yes. we kind of, you know, leading into that. And... And the it retreat did not happen. Did not happen. It got canceled. Yes. Um, we Wednesday, so Monday, we knew the the hurricane was coming um, to hit Florida, and that it was, you know, would be. They were predicting it tracking up from Florida through the Carolinas, but that's a lot of ground for it to fall apart. Yeah. Right. I called and talked with the camp and, and and we all kind of felt like, you know, no, it's not that big a deal. It was just forecast as a rain event. And then on Wednesday, I went by the conference office and we um, <clears throat> loaded up everything into the trailer to take down oh. on Thursday to set up. And so we loaded everything in, got everything out of storage. You know, it's quite a job, right? Getting all of that together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We got it all together and anyway, and finished loading that. And then I sat down to write a list of the last minute, you know, fresh things that we purchased right before. And the plan was go down the next morning and set up. And the camp called and said the director of the camp, he called Rick and said, um, yeah, so the forecast is a little different. And I knew it was, I'd been watching it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the hurricane ended up as now you all know, I'm sure, but went through Florida right. back into the waters, then turned and came right back on and made a direct line for the camp. So, yeah. so anyway, do you know how it fared? Like um, I, all I, I think they're fine. They did lose power and I don't, okay. I don't know for how long, but they did lose power, but we just, you know, which, uh, which had we been there would have been a problem. <laughs> would have been interesting for sure. So anyway, I mean, you know, um, Sabbath ended up being absolutely a beautiful day. Yeah, it so day. it probably would have, we probably could have adjusted and figured out a way, but you know, you just don't know. And, and, and you know, Rick said, people are going to be mad at you no matter what you call, mm -hmm. <laughs> no matter which direction you call it. Um, and I kept thinking about that and thought, you know, I can either have people mad at me while they sit at home safe or mad at me because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a tree fell on someone's car. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. you just never know. So we decided to take the more cautious route and go ahead and cancel. Honestly, I was at that point thinking the only thing worse than canceling right now is to get all the way down to camp the next day, unload everything, start setting everything up, then have to cancel it and then have right. to, uh, you know, pack it all back up right. and then get anyway. Right. So I just, and, and, you know, I felt like I needed to be kind to the speaker as well and give her an option, you know, to sure 
not do the travel if, the, if the, that suited her better. So from where we are, because we had like Friday, we had tropical force winds. We, I, th- I think mm-hmm. there might've been mm-hmm. hurricane force, you know, category one hurricane force gusts. Mm-hmm. And so our ladies here, like our women's ministries director said that driving in that would have been very yucky. Yeah, so the she, day, felt, she felt better about it. The day everyone was traveling was going to be the worst day. Yeah. So, was, yeah. Um, but initially, it also really changed because initially, if you all know, it went across Florida extremely slow, slowly. Oh. And so the plan, no. the 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 forecast was that it would do the same going through the Carolinas, which made two and a half days really really yucky. It ended up being one oh. day. Um, because it really speeded up and completely like once it went back over open waters, it did um, increase its speed and and that Mm. really saved a lot of damage. But um, anyway, so it ended up, you know, we maybe could have figured out a way, but it also could have been really bad. You just don't know how to predict those things. Yeah. So, So yeah, we did the best we could, but Kim texted me, you texted me and said, I think we need to talk about disappointment. And you know, I have known we've needed to talk about this. I have not wanted to talk about this. I'll be honest. Mm. Um, I think there are, uh, there are a few things that create more weeds for me. And and I'm disappointed, although that's not true. I just stuff it more. But I'm I'm always very terrified of like my children being disappointed, um, you know, friends being disappointed. You know, tell me more about that. I don't know. I just I don't want this to turn into therapy. No, I'm like I'm like exactly. immediately like, where do you feel that in your body? Hmm, when have you felt that before? Oh, <laughs> sad. Yeah, it's it it can you know, I think it stems from things, you know, from childhood some disappointments, right? Or yeah. or regular disappointments. Ooh, where you're kind of don't you don't feel like you have any control over I don't know. I don't know what it is, Kim. That's why we need to we need to unpack it. But I just I just think it is a really weedy thing that a lot hmm. of us deal with. Hmm. You don't think so? Well, I think I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know. When I was well, I, I even did it this time, but um, my tendency is to feel the disappointment and then pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, so to my, show, tell us what that looks like. Uh, well, uh, I start looking for the the good or something else I can do. Okay, so for in, for example, at the, with the sorry, my thoughts are I have to gather them. <laughs> I'm gonna take a moment and I'm gonna gather my thoughts. I just had this visual of Kim, like picking up a bunch of flowers and putting them in the basket, flowers that are scattered all over the place. And you're picking them all up and putting them in the basket. Your thoughts. My thoughts are, uh, that's very nice that my thoughts are flowers to you. That feels good. (laughs) I like that. Um, When the retreat, as, as I was anticipating the retreat being canceled, 
I felt my disappointments. Like, I know it's going to happen. I don't want it to happen. I was really looking forward to this. I was looking forward to get away. I was looking forward to, there was actually some internal um, emotional work that I was actually looking forward to. And I'm not going to get into that because that's not appropriate to talk about right now, but there was something. So it was going to be, I was looking forward to some growth and some, and some fun and being with all of you ladies. And I really enjoy that. And I was anticipating because I know it's going to be canceled. And then when it was canceled, then my, then, you know, I, I felt it and feeling, feeling your emotion means you just allow yourself to have it. You, you notice where it, where you have it in your body and you let it flow in and then out like a wave. So that's what feeling our emotions means, by the way. (laughs) And most of us, what we do is we, we, we feel the beginnings of it and then we stop it. Like we put a brick wall thinking that that's going to help because we don't like how it feels. Like every emotion is physically felt in our body. Every emotion we have is physically felt in our body. And we don't like that. We don't like the sensations. And so we try to block them. Anyway, I don't do that. Um, because I'm, I've learned not to. Not, not that I didn't do it in the past. <laughs> okay. Um, and there might be some emotions I block. Anyway, um, so <laughs> then I went to, oh, well, I'll get to have Sabbath school. I'll get to meet with my young people for Sabbath school. Oh, I'll get to go to church. Oh, I'm looking forward to Tim's sermon. I wasn't going to get to hear it this week, so I'll be able to do that. So there were there were all the other things. Oh, we've got apples to do. I will take the time. Like I've got four bushels of apples. Well, now I have two. Um, so, oh, I can do the apples. Oh, I can cook for my family on Friday. So there were all these. Um, oh, and actually the first thing was, because I was supposed to go up there or down there on Thursday. And the very first thing was, oh, I'll still take the afternoon off. Cameo has the afternoon, has Thursday Mm -hmm. off. We will go unpack their house because our kids are moving into their house tomorrow, fully and completely. So there were all these other things that I'm like, okay, I'm disappointed that this didn't happen. And at the same time, that gives me the opportunity to do these things. And I, I've done that probably throughout my entire life. Probably early on, I blocked disappointment and went immediately to the reframe of the positive. But then as I've aged, I'm like, oh, I, I can hold the disappointment and I can then go, oh, okay, that's okay. Then we'll just pivot and do this instead. You're yeah. Nodding. Well... I'm I'm sitting here wondering and thinking, like, am I really, um, am I, because I do that, but am Mm I, am I feeling it or just putting up the wall, you know, stopping it and then pivoting? And then only you know, and only you know that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. I like to say I, I feel it. I feel it. Mm-hmm. Do I feel it enough? I guess that's the question. I don't know. Um, well, the, it's, it's, are you, when you pivot, are you trying to block the disappointment by, by changing your mind or when you pivot, you're, are you going, oh, okay, well, 
Yeah, that's disappointing and kind of like join the weeds. Like we're holding right, the yuck right, and the right. and the good in one in each hand. I I definitely I, I think probably it's a little of both and it depends on how um so sorry. I'm, there's fluff on my microphone and it's making me sneeze. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um I think I probably do a little bit of both and it depends on how how many other factors are playing into it? Um, how strong I am or how able I am to, you know, sit in it and feel it. Um, and, and, also, it and also, well, I, I'm just thinking other extenuating circumstances or other stressors or other, you, you know, when you're already weak, does that, so to speak, I don't know that I like that, that word, but um, when you're already in some other weeds, when you add more weeds, sometimes it's harder to handle. Um, uh, and, and I suppose it depends on how great the disappointment it is. You know, some oh. disappointments are easier to handle than others for sure. Um, hmm. You know, some, some disappointments impact us. Like there, there are things that, you know, things that there's the before and then there's after, you know, like I think of all the people down there in the path of, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, in Florida that have just been devastated. I mean, there's lots of other weeds as well, but there's also great disappointment associated with it. Hmm. At least that's my thoughts on it. Um, I, but, but I'm wondering if we should take a minute and actually define what disappointment is. Did you know go. Go ahead. I have been, um, I got, my husband bought me this lovely Brene Brown book, Atlas of mm, the Heart, where yes. she studied, I think it's like 86, um, emotions and experiences. Um, and I have it, but I haven't read it. Oh, well, I am, I'm reading through it. It's something that you can read in bits and pieces. You don't have to, like, it doesn't, you don't have to Good sit to down know. and read the yeah. whole thing. Um, she has, when she started her research on emotion, mm -hmm. um, she was realizing that most people have the capacity, the, the label three emotions, mad, sad, glad. She calls it the trifecta. <laughs> and she, and what she and other um, experts would say, Mark, Bracket is one, and Susan David is another, is the more nuanced we and understanding we have for our emotion, mm -hmm. the better we are at regulating them. Mm -hmm. And when we, when you said, let's talk about disappointment, well, I said it actually, whatever. Um, she defines, and I think it's actually, if you would take a minute and realize the definition of disappointment is unmet expectations. Mm -hmm. I mean, she goes on for like, disappointment in this book is like pages long. <laughs> the definition? Is, no, the, the whole experience oh. of, of, um, of unmet expectations, whether they're unexamined and unexpressed expectations or you know, expectations that you don't realize you have right. or expectations that you do realize you have. And so disappointment is, and our expectation was to be able to go to this weekend. Our expe mm -hmm. My expectation was I'm going to have fun with my girls. I'm going to work hard. 
um, I'm going to get to do some emotional growth. So those were my expectations. Those weren't met. And then there came the disappointment. Sorry, my nose is again. I know. It's, and my <laughs> tissues are like across the room and I can't go get them. You are fine. Oh, mercy. I'm going to sniffle the whole time. Yeah, so... You know, with this moment, the the retreat being canceled, I also was, I, I was, I, I'm not one to usually say it's like you were, I hesitate always in ever saying this is what's going to happen. Um, and so. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm going to push back here. Okay. Because. I guess maybe, I guess it's, we're allowed to have different experiences. My understanding is that we all paint pictures in our heads of what things are. We, we have some sort of idea of what things are going to be like. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I, I tend to be very hesitant to ever say, like, I, like it may happen. It may right. likely get canceled, but I have a hard oh. time, you know, going to, oh, it's definitely going to happen. Um, and one way or the other. And part of that is, you know, try, I definitely do a lot of gymnastics trying to mm. leave open any possible expectations. So I don't have to be disappointed. Isn't that something? <laughs> and yeah, so I'm, I'm very, like, I'm very hesitant to ever just. Does it work? Well, No. I'm fully aware, Kim. I know it does not. You're still <laughs> Isn't that just something how we we spend uh, uh, so much time trying to protect ourselves from the emotions that don't feel good. Yeah, and it doesn't work. You no. cannot protect yourself from disappointment because mm -hmm. even though you you cognitively say, well, it may or may not. Da, da, da. I mean, and you know that, that, that kind of puts a buffer around it. However, there still is some sort of picture that you have in your head of how things are going to go. Right. <clears throat> of course. But I also try in my, in my attempt to shield myself from. That doesn't, that doesn't work. We're just going to say that. <laughs> I'm already stated that but <laughs> but one of the things i also um start the process of like as soon as i knew it was a possibility mm. you know as soon as i first heard about the hurricane mm -hmm. and i knew that that was you know it was a slim it, it i we at the time nobody was thinking it was going to be a thing for us but i still knew that you know you never know mm -hmm. i right away start thinking about <clears throat> the other things the the benefits if it were to get canceled mm. um you know like i'm i'm way ahead trying to make sure that I'm telling you, you don't feel it. <laughs> a lot of that could be, is also your personality. Like you're, I mean, oh yeah. 
some people are in the Enneagram and some people are not. And some people think it's evil and some people think it's wonderful, whatever. Um, but you're, <laughs> and <laughs> you are an Enneagram seven. I mean, that is the number that you identify with and they run from pain. I mean, that is their, that, that is one of the. Yes. And when fun is really important and, you know, right. joy and, and all of that, then you're, you're, you're always um, preparing to figure out a way for it to be like, where, yeah. where can I find it? How can I make sure that we, you know, we're prepared for it. And, you know, honestly, if it had been my, if I wasn't worried about everybody else and everybody else driving and, mm -hmm. you know, making a decision for everyone, if mm -hmm. this was a decision for me and, I would have said, oh, let's go. And if we lose power, it'll be fun. Like we'll oh, make it a, you'll make you know it what fun. I'm saying? Like yeah, you, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. figure out how to, you know, how to still just have fun in the midst of it. So that Right, because aren't you the one who when you take, you love like vacationing and like flights and stuff. Oh, yeah. Anticipating whatever adventures come your way. Oh, I love travel yeah. and I love all of the, Awful the mess of it. People yeah. People hate about travel. Yeah. 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 I, I find yeah. great joy in them. So, yeah. So, you know, that would have been my, you know, my preference. Mm -hmm. You know, just go, you know, if we all have to eat, you know, bread Sandwiches. and peanut butter for yeah, three right. days. So, right. you know, who cares if we get stranded? If we don't have that, who cares? We'll figure out a way. We'll all have a pajama party in the, yeah. you know, cafeteria with, you know, the fire in the fireplace, and it'll be a fantastic memory. So, um, but that's for me personally, but I was having to make a decision, you mm -hmm. know, that involved 270 <gasps> individuals plus Is that how many we had. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, it's all of them and all the staff and, you know, that are there right. at the camp and the extra right. people that they were bringing in. So there's more people having to right. come in. And so it was, it became much bigger than, you know, you, you have to make a different kind of decision. So, um, uh, but anyway, back to disappointment. Uh, I'm always, you know, always trying to find a way to, um, to find the the positive part of it, the good in it, you know. For me personally, Chris and I, we um, we do the walkthrough on our new place tomorrow and Wednesday. This is a Monday that we're recording this, and on Wednesday we close. And next Tuesday and Wednesday, the movers come pick up our, wow. our stuff and move us. And so, when you know, this is like there's a little bit going on in my life right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a little. And, <laughs> And so being at home Thursday, Friday, right. and Sunday, you know, Sabbath was, is kind of our, you know, day of rest. It is our day of rest. So that didn't, you know, I didn't have, I didn't get a lot more done that day, right, <laughs> so right. to speak. But the other days, you know, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, man, you know, to have those days, I mean, I'm pretty much packed now, um, able to get a lot of headway done on that. And, mm. you know, Chris and I did a lot of dreaming about the new place mm. and some of the things we want to get done. And, um, you know, so there was, I got to go, I got to go see my granddaughter that I haven't seen in the longest time. She's, mm. you know, when I saw her, she still had that brand new newborn eyes always closed look. And now she's looking around and smiling. Mm. And so to go see her and, you know, there, there've been huge benefits to it being canceled. Mm -hmm. I get that. And I, that is certainly, you know, where I go. 
but boy, disappointment is still awful for me. In fact, it was, um, I haven't even told anybody this, uh, Thursday, was it Thursday? Maybe it was Friday. I'm not sure I even got out of the apartment on Thursday. I just worked here mm-hmm. packing. Friday, I went out and did some errands. And yes, it was Friday because we were going over to Andrew and Becca's for supper and getting to play with the kids. And I went to get a coffee and uh, right next to the coffee is a donut shop. Mm. I have not like, I, I, you know, if I do sugar, it's usually because we're celebrating something with people mm-hmm. or, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't just go do that on my own. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I went to the donut shop and got a donut and Good for you. knew delicious. I was, I, I literally told myself, I am unaffectively feeding myself because of this great disappointment <laughs> that I'm experiencing and feeling, but I'm doing it anyway. And wow, you know, but I, 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 I literally knew that's exactly what it was, but you know, cause I, I think the disappointment and this is where it gets really awful for me is when disappointment involves other people. You know, if it was, it was, <clears throat> if it was just, you know, I was excited ab- about going, um, then I'm, it's pretty easy for me to pivot and find the, the joy and, you know, the, the alternative, but when there are other people involved. So it, tell me more about that. What do you mean? Like, I mean, I know, I know what you mean, but what, what's the effect on you when other people in, are involved? I have a harder time letting it go. Are, are, is it because they're disappointed with you? Uh, is that how you're in? I mean, I don't think no, cogn- because don't it think can cognitively be, don't kick think cognitively. No, because they're, no, because they're, it doesn't matter if it has anything to do with me. So that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder it what really, it, it really bothers me when they're, you know, when like if I, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, I don't want this to be therapy with Beth. No, Everyone listening are like, fascinated. let's just turn, let's just change the table. No, this is fascinating. Fascinating because Beth, I'm sure you're not the only one. Yeah, that's true. Out there who's listening, who has this experience. So let me go ahead and ask the question. When somebody else is disappointed, what does that mean about you? Even though it has nothing to do with you, there's still some sort of message you are getting about you or, or what's the feeling? What is, maybe let's start with the feeling. Somebody else is disappointed. What do you feel? For me, it really does not have anything to do with me in, in this terms that I have, because it literally can mean, you know, I will have a physical reaction. I know that's what I'm asking you about. (laughs) No, 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 no. But let me finish knowing that somebody else is disappointed about something. It can literally be in a TV show. Yes. Yes. Do you see what I'm so, saying? So tell me the physical reaction. Where is it? Oh, just I guess in my gut. I don't know. I and just what feel is sick. The, like I you just feel sick in your gut. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm seeing you, you're crinkling your nose. Okay. So just take a minute. Just take a minute. Okay. I promise we're only going to notice and then we will move on. So you mm-hmm. feel this sick feeling in your gut. 
what emotion is that connected to? Is it an anxiety? Is it a sadness? Is it a combination of the two? I think it's definitely a combination of the two. Less about the anxiety, but there's definitely anxiety. Of course, it's a lot worse since I started menopause. Anxiety is part of my life that I didn't okay. have before. So, so I'm going to throw something out there, and I'm I'm just wondering because yeah. I don't know. Is it helplessness? Maybe. Maybe. Is it a desire to fix it? There's definitely a desire to fix it. Okay. So the message to you about you when somebody else is disappointed is I have no power. I can't fix it. Yeah. There you go. You see how easy that was? Well, but I don't know that. that <laughs> There's always, no matter what it is, we, we like to say it's about them. Da, 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 da. There is always a message to you about you. Always. Yeah. Even even when it doesn't have anything to do with you, there's still a message you're getting about yourself based on the feeling that you are having. Always. Yeah, I would I I, I will say <laughs> that that is it sometimes. Mhm. Mm Sometimes it's very much a, uh, maybe just a really powerful empathy that then goes to reliving. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Again, they're reliving something. Right. So it is connected to but, you somehow. Yeah. And then the, I, we don't need to get into this, but I wonder if there was a time in your life where somebody else was disappointed and you were, you were very young because these things get stuck in our brains when we're young um, that left you feeling helpless that you couldn't fix it. I know there is. I <laughs> again I don't we don't need to get into it because it's personal. But I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to, but I, I think that there is a uh yeah, a real pattern of not having a say. Yeah. And yeah. then uh you know. So what I'm hearing from you is when disappointment is in I feel other so people, bad, so bad for everyone listening. That's all I'm My guess would be they're actually probably enjoying this and uh, and plugging this into their own lives because I have listened to other podcasts where the people are talking and it's I mean if you I don't want to call no, it I therapy because it. it's not therapy but no, you you can't not apply it to your own life. Yeah. So what I'm hearing from you is when there's disappointment in other people, 
sometimes it's a deep empathy that you have, and then you associate that with your own disappointment and how hard that is. And sometimes there's this sense that of, of helplessness where like there's nothing you can do. Yeah. I it, wish I could make it yeah. better. Yeah. And even when, you even know, when it's empathy, there's still nothing that you can do to make it better. Listen, this weekend I told you we had 200 and you know, 70 ladies coming and I believe it was 270. I, you know, it keeps fluctuating between, so it may, anyway, for anyone who's trying to be real specific. But it we was had 24 that. from our church, seven teenagers. Yeah. It was great. I was so excited. Well, and that is, for me, was the most glorious and probably the most disappointing of this mm. was that we've been working very hard about being very intentional about how we plan the retreat, how we, um, you know, how, what, that we do things to encourage mothers and daughters to come, but uh, especially wanting to encourage young girls to come. And this year we had, um, uh, around between 50 and 60 wow. under the age of 18 who were attending. Wow. And, you know, that to me is just fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. And I, we had a, you know, we'd worked really hard to make sure our speakers, you know, mm -hmm. were were um, prepared for that. Mm -hmm. um, and we, I worked with, I have a special group, a special team that was going to work with us for, um, that were just dedicated to that age group. And that's all they did the whole weekend was that. And we had a special meeting with the speaker that was going to do breakout for that age group. And uh, we had that the night before we had to cancel. <laughs> and, you know, it just worked really hard on making sure that every little detail was mm -hmm. done in such a way that was going to be very honoring of, of all ages, um, including the young girls. So mm -hmm. this was not going to be just an old ladies retreat. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, I understand uh, how valuable and how precious it is. Number one, for moms and daughters to have that experience, but also for young girls to have that experience with their mothers, but also with just coming and experiencing other women, mm -hmm. both their age and older Mm -hmm. right? That can encourage and uplift them and mm -hmm. to be in a space that is encouraging and uplifting. Mm -hmm. So for, for all of that to not be and not really be able to figure out how to do it until next year, you know, know, that's sad. You know, we plan for a whole year Very for this sad. to happen. Yes. And then we now have to wait a whole another year for it to come to fruition. I mean, I kept thinking about so are we going to have the same speakers or do we know yet? Um, we have asked and she thinks she's still free that weekend. So okay. it, it looks like we're like, that's going to happen, but I don't know for sure yet. Okay. She said she would check on it, but she's, um, uh, yeah. Anyway, so we're waiting, okay. but you know, I think this was definitely a, uh, a time when it had to do with not being able to do anything about it because, yeah. you know, it's my job, right? right so yeah, I, yeah. I, you I have feel, a lot of power. I feel, 
I feel sort of, of responsible, responsible of course. for both the good preparation, but also <laughs> canceling and the disappointment. Obviously, I, I knew, I mean, you know, it was whatever. the it still was the right choice and and still. And still. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was very, very chill. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, it it is, it's yeah. It's challenging. So I think there are some other things we can do about disappointment. And okay. you have to tell me if I'm right or wrong. But <laughs> but I was I was reading somewhere about it. Um, and, and they were suggesting that also adjusting our expectations sometimes can help. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. adjusting our expectations of things. And, you know, one of the things that I... I was telling myself on Thursday and Friday. By the way, it kept getting hard. It was hard the whole weekend. I don't think it let up until the weekend was over because, you know, I'd be, Mm. you know, taking a nap Sabbath afternoon and thinking Mm -hmm. this is what we would have been doing, Mm -hmm. right? Like it Mm -hmm. kept coming back up that this Mm -hmm. is what, the schedule is very much emblazoned in, in, right. in my brain. Right. And so I kept thinking about it. Um, but, you know, I, I it, it has been important for me over the last few days to remember that, uh, that because this didn't happen doesn't mean I didn't do my job, number one. And that it is not, you know, how do I say this? I need to have a healthy understanding of what my, what it is I do and the health of 270 ladies spiritually and otherwise is not my responsibility. You know what I was like? It's just not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, letting go of that, and I think that I think part of that is, get, you know, being a little more realistic about what. Yeah, you know, I um just thinking about different kinds of disappointment. Most of the time, when we experience disappointment. It's not necessarily uh, like an event that gets canceled or something like that. It's usually disappointment with people. Right. Oh, true. Because yeah. we've, especially, especially in close relationships. Yes, exactly. Because if yeah. disappointment is about unmet expectations, then how much more do we experience that in relationship with each other? Right. Especially those close to you, whether it's a best friend or, or a spouse or a child or anything, or even, or a parent, we have expectations and we experience the disappointment because they don't, meet them right even ourselves <clears throat> yeah yeah right and so often that comes out as anger 
Mm-hmm. Disappointment often comes out as anger instead of, oh, this was my expectation. They didn't meet that. Either I need to share the expectation so that they have the opportunity or I need to let that go because they're not capable. Or unwilling. Or, or unwilling. And if they're unwilling, then that has to, then an adjustment to the relationship would have to happen. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, um, <laughs> I was just talking to my mother about this the other day. Um, it took me 28 years to actually voice the expectation that I had that my husband would get up after I've cr- prepared a meal and tell my children, mom cooked. Let's clean. We, you, <laughs> yeah. It took, twi- I mean, we've, it's been 34 years. It took 28 years and I had disappointment, but then I had resentment on top of that. Right. And I would just swallow it and swallow it and swallow it because I'm the good little wife, you know, stay at home mom. And I would put it on myself in the way that I would say, well, I taught my kids this. Like I, because I did everything as a stay at home mom, I taught my children to let mom do it all. Right. And one, like literally one day as I was thinking about it, I don't remember. And I was like, you know, this is mom doing everything was what Tim was modeled. Like his mother did the cooking, did the cleaning, did the dishes. And if she, if there was work to be done after, then she would engage the children. I grew up, whether it was my dad in his home or my stepdad, my mother did the clean. And I remember my dad saying about his wife, mom, mom cooked, we're going to clean. Like, even though he worked all day as an electrician Mm -hmm. and my stepfather always, I'm sorry, my dog is barking. If you can hear it. Um, My stepfather (laughs) always cleaned the kitchen after my mom did a major cooking, like always. Mm -hmm. And we were modeled something completely different. And one day we were married 28 years. And I'm like, you know, I was expecting you here. I thought what I thought is like, you're just, I'm your, you're expecting me to be just like your mother. That's what I thought was going on in his head. It wasn't even, he wouldn't even think about that. Where the reality was, I was expecting him to be like my father. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? I said something and guess what? <laughs> now he does the dishes more than I do. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, I realized that was a very, very long story, but that's how expectations get in the way. That's right. That's right. And we and sometimes we don't even realize what the expectation is because because of modeling, because of whatever because of how things were in the past. We don't we don't even realize that that's what's going on. Mhm. Yeah, absolutely. I I keep thinking too the you know, unmet expectation or yeah the expectations that we put on ourselves is another huge one for disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we don't do what we, or when, yeah. Yeah. 
we pastors' wives have that problem too. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Or it's the expectations we put on ourselves because we think other people have those expectations of us. That's messy too. We can get really complicated. There's there's so many weeds there. There there's are so many so many weeds. And I think that's the thing that is um that I have found in navigating this obviously <laughs> big issue for me is that it is there's so many other weeds that come into play. Yeah. It's not simple. It, no, it's it's like it's like you're you're you know, like you're in a big old marsh of weeds that's incredibly thick and dense and you're trying to get through it. And yes, there are massive clumps of disappointment in there, right? But there's also... There's also frogs and lily pads and <laughs> and cattails and red-winged blackbirds sure. and turtles <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are some what are some practical things? Like you said at the beginning, which I really love, which is just, you know, go through it and then pivot. Yeah. And go um, through it means this is what people, you know, people we talk about, well, we therapists, whatever. Uh, feel your feelings, feel your feelings, feel your feelings. Well, nobody knows what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes people will, well, I don't want to, I don't want to wallow in it. No, that's not wallowing in your feelings is not feeling your feelings. Feeling your feelings is really acknowledging it. Um, uh, what is it? The guy I said, I, I was, I li- was listening. He's the word, word ruler. Mark Brackett is his name. Um, and he's an emotions researcher. Oh, he has a book written permission to feel. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay, so he used the word ruler. R is for recognize. U is for understand. L is for label. E is for experience, maybe? I can't remember what the E is for. And then R is for regulate. The last R is for regulate. Mm-hmm. So recognize what's going on, oftentimes that is recognize what's happening in your body. What is happening in my body right now? You would be the understanding part is that, okay, what's the story I'm telling myself? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the story? Like like for me with, with Tim and the dishes, the story I'm telling myself is that the husband cleans up after the meals. Be- that's just the story I'm telling myself. Um, label would be, okay, so I'm going to label that. I'm going to label that at the emotion I'm feeling. I feel yucky in my stomach. Let's, let's whatever. Oh, or I feel hot in my belly. That's probably a better one. Cause I did feel hot. <laughs> uh, so that's what I feel. <laughs> Understanding is I'm expecting the story is that, um, you know, I'm just a maid and, uh, he expects me to do everything and he's not helping. Okay. Then L would be to label that, which would be disappointment on uh, towards him, but also resentment and, um, and, a, and a bitter, I mean, that could, I could go on. I yeah, this could, be, could be a little bit. <laughs> a lot. And then E would be to, 
I think it's expressed, but I'm not really sure. But really, it would be to say that out loud, which I finally did instead of just swallowing it and swallowing it and swallowing it. This is what I'm supposed to do because it was also an expectation of myself. This is what wives do. Um, and then the last R th and the regulating of it is to take a deep breath, to um, to to do what your body needs you to do in order to let the emotion pass through. And a lot of times what I have found in my own self and when I do this in the room with my clients, when we do the first three, we're already regulating. Mm. We've, when we're recognizing that we're having an emotion and we try to get understanding and then we put a label on it, that's like, oh, okay. And that oftentimes is the regulating factor. And I think it's clear, I mean, this goes bigger than just disappointment. Um, you can feel a feeling and still live life normally. <laughs> yeah like I, this was this my my sabbath i don't know why this sabbath that we just had um i literally wanted to sit on the floor cross my legs and cry a puddle around myself that is mm. just how i felt i just felt this deep sadness in my chest deep deep sadness i didn't nobody knew i was like, it's not that I was hiding. I was not hiding my emotion. I was just living life, mm. allowing myself to feel what I felt it in my body. I felt it. It was like, wow, this really feels sad. Wow, I just want to sit in a puddle. I just, and I even told a couple of people. And then I just went on. Like, so we don't have to, um, expressing it doesn't mean I have to sit on the floor and cry into a puddle. Expressing right. it is, oh, how are you today? Well, actually, I want to just sit on the floor and cry a puddle around myself. That's how I am today. Okay. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know what to do with that. <laughs> no. <sighs> anyway, my, my whole, I'm talking too much, but my whole point is feeling your feelings does not mean, exp even expressing your feelings or allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to, to experience your life doesn't mean when you're mad, you have to punch a, a, a a hole in the wall. Does that mm -hmm. mean when you're sad, you, you go into a corner and pull a pillow over your head? Th that's not what it means. It means you just allow yourself, you give yourself permission. I gave myself permission. I felt sad. Right. I don't even know why I felt sad. I just felt sad. So what about for, we talk about, you know, people saying, I don't want a waller. And that's not what this is. I get no. that. But <clears throat> sometimes some of us do get to a point of doing that. Yes. And I would say, um, I, I, there's, there's something else going on. There's either a payoff that you're, that, that we're after or, um, there's some past stuff that hasn't been processed. Mm-hmm. Or we're accustomed to feeling this way and there's an identity stuck with what we're feeling. Um, 
there's 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 all there's something else going on. Yeah. <clears throat> or maybe we just haven't felt it completely. And we're we're stuck in it. Sorry. So obviously I know what we're both gonna say, which is if you find yourself thinking you're stuck, you need to go to therapy. Yes, you need to find a therapist. That needs you a therapist. That's what you need to do. (laughs) However, not however, and I think there, uh, well, let's put it this way. I think there are some things that can help when we are in, um, or are there? I think there are. Well, things that can help things that can help you in the process of moving through life, even while you're feeling it. So let me put it that way. Tell me more. It can, it can be as simple as, um, all the things that you said. So I'm not saying not do those, right? Like the, I'd love the the ruler. That's a great. I really need to find out what that E is that bothers me that I can't remember what it is. <laughs> um, we'll put it in the show notes. The book we'll okay. have we'll put that in the show notes so if people want to refer to that, they can. But um, but I think in the process of doing all that too, if it is you know maybe you need to stop and like you said, sit for a moment, even in the puddle of tears, right? Like sometimes that is that is exactly what we need. Um, but if you're going about life and you're still needing to do that, <clears throat> things like a glass of water, oh, little things that yeah. will just, they just, it, it's a, it's a little oh, thing sure. going outside and taking yes, go for deep, a walk. deep breaths in the fresh air. Well, going- even, even the walk, sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to rudely interrupt because walking outside is bilateral stimulation mm-hmm. and that helps you process your emotion because mm-hmm. you're going Absolutely. one, one leg, one leg. So going for a walk is one of the best things that you can do yeah. when you're stuck in an emotion. But if you absolutely, like, let's say you just can't go, like get outside and take a few breaths, deep breaths of fresh air, take, get a big glass of fresh water. Um, you know, some of these things sometimes can just sort of help to at least for myself, I find that sometimes if I feel like I'm on a merry-go-round, that's not so merry. (laughs) (laughs) That this, that just something that simple can help like Mm -hmm. get me off of the loop. Yeah. Well, and, and an opportunity to do that. And to that, it is harder to regulate our emotion when we don't have enough sleep. Mm. It's harder to regulate our emotion when we're not eating well. Mm-hmm. It's so when we're not getting enough exercise. I mean, the whole, it's harder to regulate our emotion. If we're eating a bunch of junk food and we're numbing with the, you know, with TikTok or, or, or movies or whatever, mm-hmm. it's harder to recognize what's going on. Yeah. Journaling is another brilliant, a journaling. great way, and free great. journaling. Like, like you put your pen to the page. You don't worry about punctuation. You don't worry about capitalization. You don't worry about anything like that. And you write for three pages, and you don't pick up your pen until you're done writing. And you just free write whatever comes into your head, whatever comes in your. You will process your emotion. I promise. 
promise. That's great. That's a a good tip of the day. Yeah. But, and you have to be committed to doing that. It's, it's the most, it's, that is actually one of the most powerful tools um, that I have found when I'm, when I'm stuck, I mean stuck. Yeah. When I've got stuff that's ruminating, ruminating, ruminating. If I sit down and I just three pages, because after about a page and a half, that's when we start getting deep. That's why it's got to be three pages. Mm -hmm. That's when all the gunk comes up. So we've talked about a lot of weeds today. Yes, we have. (laughs) It's okay. Dandelions are weeds and we love them. Yeah, we do. Um, What is, can you, can you give us, Kim, a joy of going through disappointment? Oh, what a great question. A joy of going through disappointment. You get to fully live. (laughs) You really get to fully live and you don't store it in your body. Actually, it's allowing yourself to experience your disappointment frees you up. Yeah, I was going to also add just you, you get to see the resilience that you can have. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweak that just a bit. You get to see the resilience you have. You have, yeah. Because we all have resilience. Yeah. And many of us don't practice it. Yeah. We all have it. It's but a, if you never, a, if you yeah. never go yeah. through the process, you never experience that and get mm-hmm. to see that. Mm-hmm. All right. In the last 24 hours. Oh, I have one. I'm so excited. Good. I'm so <laughs> glad. I need to think. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I have a gardenia on my gardenia bush. I love gardenias. The years ago when I was doing EMDR therapy, uh, for some reason, I kept having this dream of gardenias. And I looked up the meaning in the meaning of the language of flowers and gardenias mean refinement. Hmm. And so I have this, I now have this thing for gardenias. Now we had beautiful gardenias. I've, I've planted them, couldn't have them, couldn't grow gardenias when we lived in uh, Statesville. We can grow them here. I have two beautiful bushes in my front yard and we had lovely blooms early in the spring in June, I think. And I have one gardenia and it's just, it's right on the top of the bush. Mm. And it's just open and it's so gorgeous. I'm going to take a picture of it. And on a gray day like today, because it's very gray outside, the green, the vibrancy, and we've had lots of rain. So the vibrancy of the green and then and the, the what? The purity. There's just like it's an ivory yeah. silkiness of that white. It is absolutely stunning. It brings me so much joy. <laughs> so much I love joy. that. You know, my bridal bouquet was all gardenias. Oh. It's my favorite too. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so yesterday I was spending a little bit of time obsessing about 
the new house and some things I want to do. And I had a question and, uh, or was kind of waffling on something. And I called my brother who loves to talk through those kind of things with me. And we started talking and then my sister called and I said, oh, wait, let me see if I can do the three-way call. Like, Oh, you know, how fun. And I have not been able to do it because I had a really old phone that didn't do it. Everyone would say, oh, you just, well, no, you don't just, if you don't have the right phone, folks, just so you know. <laughs> and um, so, but I had a new phone and I thought, oh, I, oh yeah, here it is. It's just right here. And so we joined together and then we were talking and we were talking about something else and then something came up and we kept talking about the fact that we needed to talk with our sister-in-law about something. And finally they said, well, Beth, why don't you call her at some point? And I was like, I'm just do it right now. And so I added her. So then it was the four of us talking, but the whole thing was just, um, I know it's, it's a silly, tiny, tiny little thing, but being able to know how to do it and to yeah. do it. Oh yeah. yeah successfully yeah, yeah. able just to hit the button and all, all four of us are sitting there chit chatting and working on plans and, 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 um, having just a great conversation together. It was such a joy. I mean, I was so just great. almost giddy and, but I was trying to contain it. Like, you know, if you're too giddy over the, the fact that you can do something like that, then you're not as cool as you are giddy about being so anyway <laughs> okay well, wait, wait a minute we just had a whole podcast about feeling your feelings and they were the negative the ones that don't feel good and now you're giddy and you're not letting yourself be giddy what kind of bunk is that let yourself be giddy oh a whole lot of bunk but it's so true it's hilarious that's ridiculous anyway but it was such so much fun. Like I had such a joy and it was just good talking to my siblings. I really enjoyed it. So go be giddy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What am I going to do with you? <laughs> like I have pink. And, look, like you can't see it. No, the wrong side. I have, I put pink in my hair. Oh, um, that's awesome. Or because it's October for breast cancer. Well, I would have put something in my hair anyway. It would have been pink or purple because I like the colors. Um, but I'm doing it for breast cancer awareness. At least that's what I'm saying. Um, anyway, so somebody, I was talking to somebody at, at where I work out and I would, I'm giddy. I love my pink hair. And people just look at me like, you're just that literally, you're so adorable. Like, okay. Just be happy. <laughs> so I'll, I'll have to add a pair of, uh, uh, or you can find it on my Instagram or whatever. Actually, maybe it was just a story. So be gone. But I got this really weird pair of shoes that oh. they're just like slide in clogs or whatever, not clogs, but okay. um, anyway. And, but they're like bright pink suede. And then they have mm. these massive like chains that look like chains that, or gold that go across the toe. But I mean, they're massive links, like, like, like wow. massive. And so they're really gaudy and weird and but I got them just for that, that they're gaudy and they're weird and they are not in any way subtle. So I've been wearing those with lots of joy. So I get Good. it. Okay, then. Yes. Feel your disappointment. <laughs> feel your giddiness. Giddiness <laughs> and your joy. Feel the weeds and feel the joy. All of that's, it. The that's the point of today's entire podcast. No, I seriously hope, you know, I... um Obviously, you guys can tell that there's a lot more work I need to do in this topic. And I'm sure there are a lot of, like Kim said, there's a lot of us out there that are the same. So yeah. 
you know, if it's yeah. bad, go get a therapist. It's, <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> We all need therapy. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And uh, maybe next time we'll have a thing with some more joy. Okay. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. We would really love to hear from you. So please find us. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Joy in the Weeds. You can also email us. Our email address is joy at carolinasda.org. That's joy at carolinasda.org. Now we hope that today, as you navigate the weeds, you will also hold on to moments of joy. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.